Welcome to another faith-building message from Samuel Pada, pastor of the King's Temple in Hyderabad, India. Thank you so much for tuning in today. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. And we have um, started talking about the first part which we called, God is my only source. Amen? Everybody say, God is my only source. Our text, let's go to 1, 1 Kings chapter 17. And verse 1. And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these ears, but according to my word. So we said famine was proclaimed by the word of the, God, by the, word of the Lord, by the prophet. But during the season of famine, God made sure that his people were provided for. Come on, say amen. So I want you to know, no matter what is happening around you, a lot of predictions are taking place right now. Many people are very, very suspect about what might happen this year. Some of the big financial guys with big names on Wall Street are predicting that this year will be worse than 2008. There is going to be a lot of ups and downs in the economy around the globe. Anything can happen. Don't worry. I said, don't worry. God knows it before it ever happens. Come on now. God was the one that caused Elijah to proclaim the famine. But while he made Elijah to proclaim the famine, Elijah was on God's mind. Somebody say, I'm on God's mind. Say it again. So God is not going to leave you in the lurch. God is not going to be negligent about his people. God is not going to forget about you. He said, your mother that gave you suckling may forget you, but I will not forget you. Come on. I have engraved you on the palm of my hand, said my God. Come on, amen. Glory to God. I want you to be excited because these are exciting times. This is the time when the Babylonian system is about to collapse. Hallelujah. That's why we should not be people who are relying on the Babylonian system, but we should switch systems and begin to depend on the systems that are in the kingdom of God. So no matter what happens around you, don't be perturbed. Don't be dismayed. Don't be confused. And if you will begin to have your faith in God, His word, and follow His instruction, you will not have to share their experience. Yours will be entirely different, although everything around you may be collapsing. Somebody shout hallelujah. He took care of his prophet. He took care of the people that prayed unto him. Say amen. So I said, God is my provider. Say it. Say it again. So even if you don't have a job, don't worry. God is your provider. He will give you a job. Don't let worry take over. By worrying, he said, you cannot... Increase your height. Hallelujah. You can turn a gray hair into black. You can do nothing. Worrying is focusing on the negative. 
rather than on the word. And when your mind and your heart is focused on that which is negative, that's when worry will take over. <coughs> you cannot be walking in worry and in faith. <coughs> so God is our provider. God is my only source. Say that. Say it again. Say it one more time. And he will provide even during famine. Glory to God. Why? Because our relationship with God is a covenant-based relationship. So everything that he has promised in his word, you have a right to it because of the covenant. Glory to God. You are not a beggar. You are a covenant partner with God. And when you're a covenant partner with God, everything that God has, he has given us a right to have it. And everything I have, God has a right to have it. My life, my whatever he has blessed me with, whatever, you know, my strength, my everything belongs to him by covenant right. Say amen. So whatever he has, and let me remind you this morning, God is never broke. You don't believe me. I said God is never broke. So no matter what happens to the stock exchange, no matter how the economy fluctuates, God is not dependent on the economy of the world. And when God is not dependent on the economy of the world, you don't have to depend on the economy of the world. God has other ways of providing for you. God will beat the systems and provide for you. Hallelujah. You don't know how it will happen, but God will make it happen. Say amen. So we said God gave us promises. God gave us his word. And according to his word, he said, I will lead you and guide you in the way that you should walk. And he said, I will teach you to profit. Glory. He will give us the wisdom to beat the Babylonian system. Come on now. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, we said there are two very important things that we have to consider when we want to enjoy his provision. Number one, anybody remembers? Everybody say instructions. Come on, say it again, instruction. We have to comply with his instructions and walk in obedience. Come on now. Instructions, say it with me, and obedience. Glory to God. This is very important. Now, we said a little bit about our prayer life. We said when we pray, we have to learn to wait on the Lord. Because it's during that time that God gives us instructions. Now, can I give you an instruction? Can I give you an instruction? That means you're going to do it. Right? I want every one of you, like you have your own Bible, have a prayer journal. What? What is that? It's a little notebook. You can call it a notebook or whatever. But along with your Bible, have that. Every day you go to prayer in, the, in, in his presence, whether it's for a short time or a long time, always expect God to speak to you. Always expect God to speak to you. And when he does, write that down. If you will make this a daily habit, listen to me carefully. If you will make this a daily habit, Initially, even if you make mistakes, you thought it was God and maybe it was not God. It's okay. But you will fine-tune yourself to pick up the voice of God. And when you start following those instructions, let me tell you, 
no devil will be able to stop you in your pathway. Come on now. Amen. So, can you all show me next Sunday your prayer journal? Everybody show me your Bible, please. Glory to God. I'm so glad many of you have a proper Bible in your hands. Not just an iPad and iPhone. I don't mind that. You know, I don't mind. I, I listen, listen, listen. I don't mind you having that. But I personally prefer a hard copy of a Bible. Amen. It's always good. You can take notes and stuff. You can always read your Bible from the iPad, iPhone, whatever you want to do. <coughs> but it's always good to carry a Bible with you. Okay. And also next week, bring a notebook. And by next week, don't just buy that notebook on Saturday. Right. There should be about six entries. And don't try to sit on Saturday and fill up all the six entries. Come on now. Be honest before the Lord. This is for your benefit. Amen. Now, some of you may struggle in the beginning. That's okay. Is God saying this? Is this what God is? Is it my mind? Now, don't worry about all that. Just write down. Just write down. Okay. And you have doubts and questions, come and talk to us. The zone pastors will be there. We're here to help you. But I want us to raise, I want to raise a church that knows how to pray and how to hear. How to pray and how to hear. You must be able to hear the voice of God. Say amen. Hallelujah. So prayer is not complete. If you're not hearing from God, most Christians pray an in incomplete prayer because they end when they say, when they have shared or have spoken to God about their need or their situation and do not give enough time for God to communicate with them. So let us learn not to just be, not for prayer to be just a monologue, but it's got to be a what? A dialogue. Learn from today, wait. Learn to wait in his presence and start taking notes. Come on. Are you all with, with me this morning? So I'm going to see your notebooks next week. Good. God bless you. Well, the next thing we talked about was the importance of receiving instructions. And we covered a lot of ground on that and showed you, I showed you many, many passages in the scripture, how God gives instructions and when you, and it is in the instruction that the answer to your problem is found. Now, we're moving into the next section called obedience. Obeying the instructions of the Lord is the key to your answers. Obeying the instructions of the Lord is the key to your answers. Not everybody does what God tells them to do. Remember in Matthew chapter 7, he said there were two guys. They both heard the same preacher. One went and built his house on where? On the sand. And the other guy went and built on the foundation of a rock. When the floods came, they came vehemently, is the, what the word says. And when it came, the house that was built on the sand collapsed. But the house that was built on the rock was stable. What was the difference? He said the one person heard and did. The other person only heard but never applied it. So I believe there are many people in the church today that are good hearers but not doers. So again in the epistles we read that if you're only a hearer and not a doer, you do what? Deceive yourselves. That means you receive instruction but you don't do it. 
God speaks to you, but you don't apply it. You begin to question the instructions of God and sometimes because of pressure from others or pressures due, due to circumstantial uh, pressure or whatever, you stay back or you don't go forward in doing what you know is right and what God has said. This way, you deprive yourself of the answer that God has for you. You, you, get, you are defeated because you don't act on what God said. So, number one, I said, is to receive instruction. Number two, you have to learn to obey the instruction. Can I hear an amen? amen. So, following or obeying the instruction is the key to your answers. It is not enough to hear his instructions. It is imperative to obey. Obedience to his instructions is what causes your miracle to manifest. Now, go with me to Deuteronomy chapter 28, please. Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 1. <clears throat> it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God. If you have your Bible, underline all that. Shall hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God. So what is the first criteria? You must be in a position where you can hear the voice of God. Nobody is talking to me. Amen. Now with your finger there, turn with me to Romans chapter 8 please. Verse 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are what? Say it again. They are what? Again. Now wait. John chapter 1 verse 12 says, As many as received him, to them gave he the power to become what? <coughs> Tell me, are you a son of God? Yes. If you are, put your hand up. You believe you're a son of God? Yes. Men and women. Come on, put your hand up because it's a generic term. Are you a son of God? Yes. By virtue of your new birth, you are a son of God. Now, put your hand down. Now go to verse 14 of chapter 8 in Romans. And he says, As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the what? That means every son of God has the privilege and the right to be led by the Spirit of God. Now that means, that is telling me that I don't have to beg. That God is not trying to keep away from me. And God is not trying to keep his instructions away from me. God is actually desiring to speak to me. Come on now. Because many people are struggling to hear the voice of God. And they think, I'm not holy enough. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't qualify. I'm not good enough. Why would God speak to me? God will speak to prophets. God will speak to people that are holy. Now listen. You can never qualify on the basis of your holiness. You are deemed righteous by virtue of what Jesus did. Now as long as you don't live in known sin, you cannot persist in living a, a, a life where you know it's wrong in the eyes of God and expect God to bless you. Is that clear? But if you're not aware that you are in any act of conscious sin then you don't have to worry because the Holy Spirit light will be shown and you are being saved as in your soul as the revelation of the word comes now what you got to do is know that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus 
Are you? Right. If you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and you're not living in any known sin or practicing sinful affairs, a sinful lifestyle, then remember, it is not your holiness that qualifies you. It is your righteousness that has been granted to you that qualifies you. What is righteousness? Very simply put, it means right standing with God. Now I want you to listen very carefully. Righteousness is not a religious word. Righteousness is a legal term. Amen? Righteousness is a legal term and righteousness according to law is right standing. Hallelujah. It's right standing. So, what God is saying over here is, when he says, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, that means in Christ, I have a right standing with God. So I can boldly say, I am a son of God. And as a result of that, I qualify to be able to listen to the voice of God. Is that clear? So do you qualify to be in a place where you can hear the voice of God? How many of you believe you are now qualified to be able to listen to the voice of God? Put your hand up. You qualify. Come on, put your hand up. You can hear the voice of God. So there are some of you that don't yet believe. So what is your problem? Because I want to clarify this. What makes you think that you don't qualify? Because remember, it's nothing that you do qualifies you. Your qualification is completely and wholly based on what Jesus did for you. Now, the only thing you got to do is don't practice sin. Don't live in a place where you're doing something that is disagreeable to God according to his word. That's all. So now is it clear? How many qualify? Put your hand up. Do you believe you qualify? So every one of you is going to have six entries next Saturday, next Sunday morning. You should be, oh, pastor, I waited. I never heard. You have not waited long enough. No, pastor, I waited for one hour. No, you got to wait longer. Hey, did you listen? It's not, you cannot tell God when to speak. He will choose to speak. Come on. You are waiting on him. You're, he is not waiting on you. He said, wait on the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're sitting in a nice restaurant. The guy comes to wait on you. He says, are you ready, sir? He says, no, give me some more time. Comes back five minutes later. He says, are you ready with your order? No, give me another couple more minutes. So what he's got to do? He's got to wait on you until you say he cannot write anything as an order. We got to learn to wait on the Lord. Say amen, somebody. Hallelujah. So as a son of God, you qualify to be able to hear his voice. So he says, and it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Wait. He said, diligently. That means you cannot go with a casual mindset and with your eye on the clock. Lord, talk to me. I got five minutes. Now, no. You got to go with a genuine heart and say, God, I want to hear you. Please speak to me. You humble yourself before the Lord. You come before him with a genuine heart of surrender and say, Lord, speak to me. 
If you will hearken to his voice diligently. And then he says this. To observe and to do. That means to receive and to act. Why are you waiting? You're waiting for instructions from the Lord with the heart and the mind that says, once I hear God, I will do it. And all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth, and all these blessings shall come upon thee and overtake thee if, everybody say if. Yes. Say it again. Yes. This is a condition that we have to meet. If what? Thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. You can see that repeated twice. Twice. Hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God. Child of God, let me tell you, we're coming into the time when every Christian has to learn to hear the voice of God. Your solutions will not be in the world. Your solution will be in the word. Your solution will be in the Holy Spirit. And unless you can tune in to listen to him, you will not know what to do. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe to our podcast channel for past episodes. If you've been blessed by the message today, consider rating it and even sharing it with friends. For more content from the King's Temple or to connect with us, visit kingstemple.in. Have a blessed day.